0: What's going on, everybody? I am the last sane human alive. So, right off into it, uh, John Jones. So, mm-hmm. so John Jones has been on Twitter campaigning for why he feels as if he deserves the uh, title shot over Francis Ngannou. And he's been saying, you know, Stipe beat him pretty lopsided the first time, you know, this, this and that. And, and Stipe are coaches to the same size. You know, there's a there's no real win. And Stipe fighting Francis again, you know, so. You know, it's more of an upside for him fighting Stipe and blah, blah, blah. Stipe talking about he doesn't want to fight Francis again. It doesn't excite him. He already dominated him five rounds. And then John Jones also said if Stipe loses to Francis, then him and Stipe is no longer a super fight. I would argue, well, then you and Francis would be a super fight. Whoever is the heavyweight champion against John Jones is a super fight. Because whoever's going to be a heavyweight champion is either going to be Stipe, or if Francis beats Stipe, then it'll be Francis. Either way it goes, it's going to be a super fight. Even if Francis doesn't beat Stipe, and then <clears throat> fucking Derek Lewis comes in there and beats Stipe, it'll be a super fight. You know, no matter who we fight the heavyweight for the title, it'll be a super fight, right? So let me tell you guys what's really going on here, okay? Because, like I always say, these other guys are paid to market these guys and promote these guys. I'm not. Everybody's terrified of Stipe, okay? That's basically what's going on. <clears throat> uh, no, I'm sorry, not Stepe. Francis. Stepe does not want to fight Francis again because he knows he will lose that second fight. <clears throat> In the first fight, they they, they call it domination. Hmm... I don't know I'm off a good grappling it was definitely a smart game plan you know but let's be real you guys Francis left that fight without a mark on him he wasn't injured (coughs) he wasn't injured or nothing okay And he left that fight without a mark on him Stipe just held on to him the whole fight Let's call it what it is. He held on to him and he tired him out. In a rematch, I don't think he'll be able to tie out Francis. I don't think Francis would approach the fight the same way. Also, I think Francis has probably been training a lot more with his grappling and probably has a lot better to take down the fence. You know, I just don't see Stipe beating Francis again. I don't. I don't think Stipe sees Stipe beating Francis again, which is why he's trying to campaign not to fight Francis again, why he's saying it doesn't excite him. He wants a new challenge. Dude, Francis is a goddamn beast. He's been on a tear since you beat him the last time. He's been on an absolute tear. This is the only challenger that is at the heavyweight division. This is the only challenger up there right now. You know... This is the only challenger up there right now that's in the heavyweight division really just running through people. The only one doing that is Francis. He's literally the only one doing that, okay? So there's no clear heavyweight contender but Francis. The fact that Stipe is trying to campaign not to fight Francis, I think it's funny. I think it shows you he knows he's gonna lose the fight against Francis. If he thought he was just gonna beat the shit out of Francis again, he should fight Francis again. The more title defenses he gets as as a heavyweight champion, the more impressive it is because we don't get heavyweight champions to go on long title defense streaks, you know? That's not what we get from the heavyweight division. It's too competitive. Anybody can knock anybody out in that division, you know? So, you know, if it's such an easy challenge, beat Francis, chill for a little bit, then beat John Jones or whoever. But Francis deserves the title. Nobody in the heavyweight division wants to fight Francis. Francis is literally having to beg for fights. Because no one wants to fight him. And he wants to fight so often because his fights are ending so early, you know. First round finishes. He's, he's ending the fight so early that he wants to fight often as hell. I think Francis will be an extremely active heavyweight champion if he wins. The most active heavyweight champion we've ever had, you know. The problem is, it may be a... Fucking year until we even see that fight, if the fight even happens, you know. And I'm sorry, I don't see. We haven't seen John. And I don't know. Everybody about John Jones wrestling. John Jones wrestling. John Jones wrestling has not been effective since he's having since since he's been having to fight these new generation of like heavyweights. These new guys who are coming up here who have takedown defense, who are big as he is, you know. <clears throat> Who he can't just bully with his size, you know what I mean? <laughs> and let's be real, John Jones' last few fights, you know, since since he's been back, um, and he came back and he fought Gustafsson for the for the belt when DC had vacated him with the heavyweight or whatever. These fights are not like John Jones does not have like amazing boxing and crazy hand speed. No, he doesn't have these amazing kicks and crazy kicking speed no these aren't John Jones talents so you know I just don't see him doing anything with Stipe I'm sorry like like John Jones doesn't sit in the pocket and trade punches, John Jones runs when he gets hit every time he has literally turned his back and ran you know what I'm saying every time he catches a hit, which is not often don't get me wrong because he's really good at not getting hit But John Jones doesn't just take a punch and then throw something back hard and try to floor you. No, he gets hit, he backs out the way, gets somewhere safe, and then goes to the same shit. Side kicks to the leg, fucking oblique kicks to the leg, teeth kicks to the body, you know what I mean? Jab straight, jab straight, you know what I mean? Jab, 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 jab this is what he, he he does you know, he doesn't throw a high volume of strikes, you know look at this last few fights, Tiago Santos couldn't even walk after the fights, literally had to go into surgery and into rehab and learn to walk again what it he tore both his ACLs in his knees in the beginning of the fight and fought five rounds like that and John Jones couldn't put him down he couldn't even sit him down damn finishing the fight he couldn't even sit him down you know, with his striking. And the man couldn't even stand up. Well, I, I say he couldn't stand up while he was actively standing, but you know what I mean. After the fight, the man had to learn to walk again. And John Jones didn't knock him out. You know, I just don't see John Jones making any noise in the heavyweight division. I see John Jones looking for one more super fight. Than line his pockets with bit before he goes. I see John Jones retiring very soon. Him leaving the light heavyweight division is a sign that he will be retiring very soon. You know, John Jones is setting himself up for now. Mark my words. Hopefully, you're still listening to this podcast when um, when the time comes. Mark my words. John Jones is setting up a retirement a return to the sport for a super fight and a big payday and then back out He's his his career is done he knows he would not be as competitive as he was in the light heavyweight division and instead of losing his title he'll just vacate it And that way, he keeps all his accolades that he has at the light heavyweight division. He's undefeated the light heavyweight. He's the undefeated champion light heavyweight. You know, he has these accolades, you know, these accolades that nobody is going to, these accolades that nobody is, is, is going to uh top anytime soon. It's going to be a long time before we have an undefeated champion at light heavyweight who dominates the way John Jones did or even close to the way John Jones did. It'll be a while to we have a champ like that because right now even our top light heavyweight guys nobody's undefeated. Everybody's taking the L. You know, I see Dominic Reyes. I see Dominic Reyes taking a bunch of l's once he starts facing the top of the division. Dominic Reyes got 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 uh, you know, speed track to the title. Let's be real, you know, a win over Chris Whiteman who's getting knocked out all the fucking time at middleweight, and jumps up to fucking light heavyweight and fights a big ass light heavyweight, and damn, Dominic Reyes. Dominic Reyes knocked him out going backwards, bro. You know what I'm saying? Walking backwards, he knocked him out. Listen, we all love Chris Wyman, don't get me wrong. But he was not on a, a crazy tear or some shit and then ran into a brick wall. No, he was on a declining hill and continued to decline. You know, even his last fight that he just won was very unimpressive to me. I was very just like, ah oh, man, Chris Wyman needs to hang it up. You know what I'm saying? He needs to hang it up. He's not the same, man. That that wasn't really a good win. You know, it was a solid victory, but shit. You know, this is who Dominic Reyes beat. You know, the Vulcan fight, if you watch that fight, Vulcan beat him. Dominic Reyes won that fight on the cards. I don't know how. I don't know how when you watch that fight. And it's crazy that he thinks he won that fight, but then complains about losing the John Jones fight brother, I feel like that's your karma getting you back at you, bro. Although, I don't think you won the John Jones fight either. I think you lost rounds. I think you arguably lost round two. For those of you who say no, eh, I hope you have ESPN Plus. If you do, go back and watch the fight. Some people say watch it without the Sam. I don't agree. Just watch the fucking fight and just pay attention. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these flurries he's throwing, he's not even hitting anything. He's just swinging for the goddamn fences. You know what I'm saying? He's not even hitting anything. A lot of these flurries around two. I think uh, you you can argue round two for John. You can argue round three for John. I think John won round three convincingly. I think four and five were obvious. Even Dominic Red says that. You know, I think it was a clear win for John. You know, but Dominic, let's be real. He got speed track. He didn't fight a lot of the top light heavyweight guys, you know? I wanna say the only name he fought was um, Vulcan, you know? And Vulcan's on the decline himself, but uh, in uh, St. Pruitt's, whatever, you know what I'm saying? But let's be honest I don't really like St. Louis that much You know what I'm saying I think he's one of those guys Who's just a name At this point He I think also He was uh, Promoted very well Just so he can be a name So when they want to Push people like Dominic Rez They give him a name That's not too threatening You know what I'm saying Saint Pruis is, is a is a good fighter. I've been through everybody in the UFC is a good fighter, you know. But there's levels to this shit, and I think Saint Pruis is, is was a favorable matchup for Dominic Reyes. If you say otherwise, I question your knowledge of the sport. I question if you ever seen the Saint Pruis fight and seen the Dominic Reyes fight and seen their fighting styles, seen their sizes. This is a favorable matchup for Dominic Reyes. You know what's not a favorable matchup for Dominic Reyes? Corey Anderson. That's why he didn't fight Corey Anderson. You know what's not a favorable matchup for for Dominic Reyes? Johnny Walker. At one point in time, they were around the same spot in the rankings or whatever. Dominic Reyes got, you know, shot up real fast or whatever. But had he not been shot up so fast, him and Johnny Walker could have went at it. Not a favorable matchup for him. You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> this would have gave him a loss on his record. They're trying to build somebody undefeated to go against John. So, so so they can say, this is your light heavyweight GOAT versus an undefeated young and up-and-comer. Well, yeah, he's undefeated because you've been protecting him. He hasn't been really fighting the top talent at the light heavyweight division. How do you fight a middleweight moving up who's not even ranked at light heavyweight and that be what gets you a title shot? And then the middleweight goes back down the middleweight. He was getting knocked out at 185 pounds. Jumps up to 205 expecting a different result. Maybe sometime they do get a different result when they don't have to cut all that weight, you know. I don't know. I don't know here. Obviously not. He got his ass knocked out while Dominic Reyes was walking backwards. These fights from Dominic weren't so impressive to me. The Vulcan fight wasn't so uh, impressive to me you know for me to think this guy is just ready for john jones and i'm sorry he just got in there and swung for the fences this is what happened he wanted to be first so he got in there and just swung for the fences he swung for the fences in the first he swung for the fences in the second and he was tired as hell in the third by the fourth and the fifth he had no more energy left he was just moving he was on autopilot but Dominant Red got out there and just swung for the fucking fences, man. That was his game plan, and John Jones just walked him down pretty much. When he got John Jones got touched more than he wanted, he would run out, reset, and then continue what he was doing. You know, I don't think it was an impressive win for John, but I think he won the fight. I think Dominant Rage was just swinging like crazy, and I and I don't know. I, I would like one of these days to go back, watch that fight again, and really just count all the strikes that actually landed. Like really just run it slow-mo and count all the strikes that landed in the first two rounds, because I, I don't I don't agree with their numbers. I don't agree, because I feel like a lot of dominant red strikes just did not land. I feel like he was just swinging for the fences. And, and then I wonder what constitutes as a land. If you graze them a little bit, is that still a land, you know what I mean? You know, like, I don't know. Like, if he rolls with it, is that still a land? You know, so I don't know. I just feel like Dominic Reyes is a lot of hype. I feel like Jan Blockowicz is going to knock him out. And even if Jan doesn't knock him out, you know, even if Jan doesn't knock him out, I don't see him. The only way I see him defending the title more than once is if they feed him some easy wins, you know, to continue to build his bullshit up. You know, that's the only way, you know. Usually and nowadays too, when they when they fast track you to the title like that or whatever, nowadays they'll give you some some tough comp off dribble, you know. So hopefully that's what they do if if Dominic wins. Hopefully he gets somebody tough off dribble, you know, and because because like Israel got kind of fast tracked to the title, got a lot of favorable matchups, you know what I'm saying, and pretty much got fast-tracked to the title. And if you say he didn't get favorable matchups, you're wrong. Brad Tavares, very favorable. Beating Brad Tavares, you yeah. don't get me wrong. I think these are all good fighters. There's levels to this shit. Beating Brad Tavares doesn't mean much to me from Israel out of signing. The only win Israel had that is, is uh impressive to me is the Kelvin Gaston win. That's the only win. Fifth round, he showed his heart, man. He... He he had a war with Kelvin. That was pretty much the only good fight I mean uh impressive fight from Israel I've seen. The other fights he I I expected him to to win. Derrick Brunson. Derek Brunson is just a, a, a big puncher, man. Derrick Brunson's a good fighter. Don't get me wrong. Derrick Brunson comes in hard. My problem with Derrick Brunson in Israel is Derrick Brunson has the perfect style for a counterfighter. I mean for a counter striker. You know what I'm saying? He is the perfect style for a counter-striker. It's a favorable matchup. Now, Israel does what he's supposed to do and pulls the win off, okay? So that so even though it's a favorable matchup or whatnot, you know, it's still... Israel was still in danger, and he still could have, you know, lost that fight. Okay, whatever. But it's a favorable matchup. It's not like a legit... And then he doesn't fight a lot... Uh, the middleweight contenders he should have fought on his way to the title the fight with Anderson Silva was a sparring session they can't even show you highlights from that fight bro think about it they can't even show you highlights from that fight when they show that fight they show the fucking head kick that he telegraphed from an hour away okay he telegraphed a fucking head kick and missed by miles <laughs> and then acted like it was almost hitting him. Oh, that was a close one. No, the fuck it wasn't. It wasn't even kind of close. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even a trained fighter and I knew you was about to do that. I know fucking Anderson Silver knew that shit. obviously he did because he backed up and just moved his head out the way. He saw it coming. We all saw it coming. What the fuck, you know? And then, then they showed that, that one strike that gave Anderson a black eye. These are the two strikes you get to see in their highlights, okay? The fight was such a sparring session. I don't even remember if it was three or five rounds. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? You know, it was a sparring session. Of course, they're not going to tell you that because they're promoting him. They're bigging his name up. Now, let Tyron, Tyron Willie have a fucking fight like that with a goddamn legend. Oh this was the boring fight He's a snooze fest and blah 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 But they're trying to promote him You know what I'm saying They're trying to big him up So it's not what are going to tell you They're going to tell you he beat he beat the GOAT I would argue that Anderson Silva's really old And been losing for a long time now You know what I'm saying Don't get me wrong Anderson Silva's 110% the GOAT This wasn't his best fight Because Israel was running from him You know what I'm saying And it just, it just wasn't, it was a sparring session, bruh. You know what I'm saying? It was it was—it was an uneventful fight, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna pretend, like, just because it was Anderson, just because it was Israel, that it was an amazing fight, that they're just these tacticians and blah, blah, no. They stood right out of each other's range and just threw punches at each other, just threw kicks at each other, never really hitting anything. I believe when Israel punched him in the eye, that shit was by accident. The one strike that they show you In the highs of this fight Where Anderson Silva knees Buckled a little bit I think that was an accident I don't think he meant to hit him I think he was just Throwing out a little cru- and, Oh shit my bad Cause he didn't hit him again After that You know what I'm saying <laughs> Just saying You know I think Israel got Fast tracked as well You know And every single podcast until it happens, we got to speak about Israel and Paulo. Because if if you don't want to speak about Israel and Paulo, fucking get off this shit now. You're you're not a fan of the sport, man. This fight is going to be crazy. But, you know, like I was saying, Israel has been fast-trapped, bro. He was fast-trapped to the title. Now, the Robert Whitaker fight, for those of you who say, well, he beat Robert Whitaker. I would argue, who did Robert Whitaker beat to be the champion? that he beat another champion. Like, you know, usually when you're the champion, you you beat the, the guy who was the champion before you. But the guy who was the champion before him vacated the belt, which we all knew G- GSP was gonna do. The whole bullshit about, oh, I have colitis, so I don't wanna hold the division up. We get champions that don't fight for a year and some change all the time. What are you talking about? When you were the champion, you weren't such an active fighter. You fought like twice a year, once a year. You know what I'm saying? You weren't just this active fighter when you were the champion in the welterweight division. You know, like fuck out of here. You can heal up from the whatever you got going on. Take 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 rest, heal your body, and then go back at it. You know, you're not going to tell me gaining. I don't know. It's bullshit. Basically, he didn't, and then he and then he vacated it almost immediately after winning it whatever I guess you know I guess and then Robert Whittaker and Yoel Romero go at it I think Yoel Romero beat Robert Whittaker I'm sorry I'm sorry. I think the fact that if there was any other fight, look at the Dominic Cruz fight, Henry Cejudo, how that fight got stopped. Look at TJ Dillashaw and how that fight got stopped. And then they allow fucking Robert Whitaker to wobble and get rocked and, you know, knees go shaky. And you know, he was on chicken legs more than once in that fight. He was on chicken legs more than once in that fight. You know, he was wobbling and falling all over the place, not defending himself, and they, and they didn't call the fight. They kept giving him a chance. Kept How many chances does he get to stay in the fight? He's fucking out on his feet these last couple of rounds. He was literally out on his feet. He was just surviving. And then they gave him the win. You know what I'm saying? The second fight, he broke his fucking hand and couldn't even punch with it. So he was just really throwing elbows, throwing the fuck out these crazy elbows and throwing double and triple jabs. Sometimes four times, quadruple jab, you know? He had one hand. He was losing that fight, you know what I'm saying? And they still gave it. I I don't feel like Robert was ever the real champion anyway. I'm sorry. And the way he fought Israel was really strange. You know, it was really strange. And it was weird how he fought Israel. How he was just lunging in and going for these. You know, like that's not how you fight a counter striker. You know what I'm saying? And then Robert had that war with Yoel, where he got rocked around a goddamn case. So you know his. I'm sorry. Some, these guys have been in a lot of wars, and you go in a war like that, you had to take more recovery time. Goes out there with Israel and gets knocked out again. In my opinion, his previous fight, he just got knocked out by Yoel. Two rounds in a row, you know, and then goes out with Israel, and then he's lunging in, all these crazy attacks. I'm like, what kind of game plan is this against a counter-striker? Why is he lunging in like that? Why is he reaching with his punches? Like, I didn't understand the, the strategy in going into that fight. I'm sorry. And then we all know the Israel and Yo Amaro fight Like I say, I just I can't wait to see Israel against Paulo Because then we're gonna see What he really has Because Paulo's gonna fucking bring it to him And I think it's gonna be one of the first times Outside of Kelvin Gastelum Where somebody really brings it to Izzy And doesn't just let him sit back and You know, pick him apart I think mean, it's gonna be one of the first times since Kelvin Gaston. because the Kelvin Gaston fight was fucking amazing. Israel really showed his heart, so I'm going. so I that that is why I'm giving him some kind of a chance against Paulo. I don't think he's gonna win, but I do I do think he has heart because he show that against Kelvin. So hopefully it'll be a good fight. But that's just, but that's the same way. The same way Izzy was fast-tracked, the same way Dominic Reyes was fast-tracked, back to my original point. The same way Dominic, I, I just feel away way about Israel if you can't tell, but the same way Dominic Reyes was fast-tracked. And a lot of times when these guys get fast-tracked like that, what happens is they get fast-tracked to the title, Win or lose, you know, it doesn't matter. Now they're hanging out in the top of this division. Now they have to fight the top guys in the top of this division. Now they can no longer avoid the top guys in the top of this division, especially if they're the champ and they won that title shot or they lost that title shot and and now they're highly ranked and want to get back to that title shot. Now they have to fight the top guys. And this is what usually presents a problem for these guys. This is when they start getting beat. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see we'll see you know we'll see I just don't see Dominic Reyes being a dominant at the top of this division I see that guy I don't know how to pronounce his name J i j i r i. he is a fucking Viking I see him being the champ if anybody's gonna dominate the light heavyweight division I think it's gonna be him I see him being a champ, he's a fucking wild man. You know what I'm saying, he is a wild man, he's all over the place, he can can definitely take a punch and he's definitely a heavy hitter, you know what I'm saying. And I, I, We haven't seen a lot of his grappling But I'm, I don't know He looks like he's a good grappler too So you know he, He's just a fucking wild man I don't see anybody I see once he start to, starts to He's fighting like ranked number 6 now I think once he starts to um, I'm not sure about that either So don't, don't fucking quote me on that But I think he's ranked number 6 But once he starts to really get going I see a lot of people avoiding that fight too So there's that I see a lot of people avoiding that fight, too, you know. But there's a lot of monsters coming up through the uh, light heavyweight division. That's why John Jones ran. He don't have time for that shit. He'll take a loss at heavyweight and still be the light heavyweight GOAT. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't care about losing at heavyweight. He, he cares about the payday at heavyweight and being able to have two two titles. Not everybody wants to have been a two-division champ now. Back in the day, nobody cared. You couldn't get fucking Anderson Silva and GSP to do a super fight. You couldn't get Anderson Silva and John Jones to do a super fight because none of them wanted to lose. None of them wanted to fight the other champions. They were like, fuck that. That guy's too good. That guy's too good. I'm just going to, even when Anderson Silva went up to light heavyweight, he fought Stefan Bonner. And then when he did go up there to fight um, DC, he wasn't a champion anymore in middleweight, so it didn't fucking really matter. He was going to the light heavyweight. They, they 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 just needed to feed DC big names. That fight with Anderson Silva in and DC was not a really good fight. It was not a good fight really. It was very disappointing to see DC just hug on to Anderson Silva like that, you know. But, hey, it's what it is, you know. But I, I don't I, I hope Jan beats uh beats Dominic Reyes. I see Yan. I see Yan beating Dominic Reyes. Blackwood like is really good striking. He's really he's a really strong guy. And I don't see Dominic. If Dominic can't knock you out, I don't see Dominic having any other strengths in his game. His striking is subpar at best. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's subpar at best. He just swings like a wild man. It's like Israel says. He's like the uh, Mortal Kombat fighter, just mashing buttons on the game. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to do whatever, you know? Trying to land whatever, you know? He's not really, like, thinking out a strategy. He's just swinging. I'm just going to swing and hit you as much as I can, you know? I don't see him beating Jan, but I I, I see Yon more calculated with his striking. Yan's striking is more crisp, it's more precise, you know what I'm saying? I just see Yan having much better hands than Dominic Reyes and, and I see Dominic Reyes swinging all wild on Yan not working, especially in the championship fight where Yan is focused, you know. I I don't see in Yan's experience too. I I just don't see him rushing out there just swinging all crazy cuz that's been working for him rushing out there and swinging out crazy and just landing one on your chin and knocking you down you know that's been working for him you know cause he's been fighting you know good fighters but mind paying the dumpster cans of the UFC Vulcan was a good fight but he lost that fight so there's that you know what I'm saying yeah the judges gave him the win but what the fuck do they know <laughs> you know what I'm saying he fucking lost that fight The judges gave Robert Whittaker to win When Yoel Elmer whoops his ass You know Knocked him out on his feet Multiple times in that fight You know so I don't know we'll see I can't wait to see that fight Cause if I'm not mistaken It's on the same card That uh, Paulo Costa and Israel is fighting on Which is gonna be an insane event Man it's gonna be an insane event Um Sean O'Malley is running around here acting like he's still undefeated. I'm sorry. I kind of see his point, bro. You know what I'm saying? Now, what I will say is this. Regardless of if it was the kick that messed up his leg, which I think it was the the, the kick, you know, that messed up his leg. Because before he had the big roll of his ankle, he got kicked and then he started backing up to the fence and start stumbling around. I think it was definitely the kick, you know. But regardless of that, once you hit the ground, you know, you got elbowed in the head a couple times, bro. But I do understand where he's coming from a little bit, you know, like, I wish the fight would have went a little bit longer, because I picked Cheetah over and win that fight any fucking way, and I still think if the fight went longer, Cheetah was going to win that goddamn fight anyway. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so, you know, this is why I don't really... Like, calf kicks, kicks to the thigh, I was cool with. I'm cool with. Inside, you know, uh, uh, inside leg kicks. But the calf kicks, I think we got to do away with these, man. These shits are too brutal. And they're, like, ending great fights earlier than they should, you know what I mean? Because you guys guys come out there and just fucking kick the shit out your legs. So, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of these calf kicks, you know? I'm not. I'm not, but... Ah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully Sean O'Malley gets some, um gets the fight because I, I, I want Sean O'Malley to get his ass up. So he needs to be humble. You know, I think he's an incredible striker. I think he will be a champion one day. But I think that like the Cheeto Bears and there's a few guys out there at the um, Bantamweight division, I think it's going to give Sean O'Malley a real problem because I don't think they're going to just... I don't think he's going to just knock everybody out with well, is a one-punch knockout power that he's got. I think he's been fighting some trash cans. And I'm sorry, Eddie Weiland is aged, bro. And he fought Eddie Weiland in his prime and wouldn't went down like that. He's just he's far past his prime. So, no, I'm not impressed with that. I think, I think it was a beautiful knockout. Don't get me wrong. But I, I really wanted to see how his strike can work out against somebody like Cheeto Vera because very is a very good striker, he's a very good chin, and I wanna see him fight somebody durable like that who could strike back with him and wasn't gonna wrestle with him, you know? So, I would like to see a rematch of that fight, and I'd like Chido to beat him the fuck up for three rounds. You know what I'm saying? And I'm you know, humble Sean, let him know, that way he can't get better past that, you know? Right, there, right now, he's an awesome striker, but I think right now he'll never be the champ especially with T.J. Dillashaw coming back. I'm sorry. I know a lot of y'all probably don't like him because the whole EPO thing. I don't think T.J. is being like just juicing and cheating this whole time. Although, I don't know. Who knows? You know, a lot of these guys probably trying to find ways to get an edge, you know what I mean? But um, I still think T.J. is the fucking truth, man. I think he is the truth. I think he's going to come back strong and I think he's gonna win that Bantamweight title back, and I think he's gonna dominate the division. You know, so I think he's gonna dominate the division again. I don't see Peter Yan beating him, like, I'm sorry, I don't see Jose Aldo beat, I don't see anybody at Bantamweight beating T.J. Dillashaw when he comes back. He has good grappling, his striking has improved so much, so much since he entered the UFC, man. You know, his striking has improved so much. It's, I don't know, it's crazy, you know, so. I can't wait till TJ comes back and takes back over the bantamweight division. I don't see Cody government beating um, Ferreira or whatever. I don't know going to fuck his name up. But the flyweight champion, I don't see Cody government beating him. I see Cody government just being a big name for him to beat, to build his resume. You know what I'm saying? I don't see him beating him or whatever. But we'll see. But... End all this. Everybody's running from Francis, you guys. Everybody, Stipe don't want to fight Francis again because he knows what'll happen. You know, if you think you can, oh, these fights don't interest me. What are you talking about? You know, I hate when they say these a, a, a fight that is obviously a big fight doesn't interest them. I feel like you just don't want to make that fight because you know what'll happen. You want to hold on to that belt as long as you can And fighting Francis again is not the best way to do it You fought fucking DC Three goddamn times in a row Three goddamn times in a row Don't get me wrong I understand why it had to happen But fuck Let's not act like you haven't been fighting the same person for years You know what I'm saying For years Who else are you going to fight at the heavyweight division Let's be real Who else is title challenger worthy right now At the heavyweight division Besides Francis Who else What are you saying, Steeper? Oh, I may go box. I have no interest in seeing any MMA fighter box ever again. Conor McGregor killed that for me. I'm sorry. I picked uh, Mayweather to win that fight because I just knew this is not MMA. This is a boxing match. You can can only stand in front of each other and throw punches. This is going to work out in the favor of Mayweather. And for any boxer who does this because boxing is more of just winning points, winning rounds, you know. MMA, get you want to win rounds, but you're looking for a finish, you know? It's not the same kind of, now if they, if any boxer goes to MMA, they'll get crushed. That's why they won't do it. They, they don't want you to stand in front of them and not be able to use your hands. And then also MMA, a lot of these guys don't just sit in the pocket and box like that. They move around and shit like this. I don't know. I have no interest in seeing Stipe box any boxer. I don't think he'll have a chance in hell. I think he'll definitely get knocked out. I don't think he has the chance for boxing nor do I think he has the stamina for it I do not want to see Stipe box I don't want to see any MMA fighter box against any fucking awesome ass boxer I would not pay for that Nobody even watch the bootlegs on YouTube or a crack stream or any of that shit I would not watch the fight at all I won't even look at my notifications on ESPN about who won the fight I would not care If you want me to care, bring one of the boxers to the MMA cage and let them fight in the MMA cage. These boxers calling out all these MMA fighters because although the boxers are making a lot of money, they're not household names like some of the MMA fighters are. You know, a lot of you didn't even know who the fuck Clarissa Shields was until she called out Amanda Nunes. And then you knew who she was. Oh, she's some great, famous boxer or whatever. When you think of female boxing, you think of Lady Ali, and that's pretty much it. If you don't watch boxing... You know, they're not being they're not being pushed on ESPN, especially the way uh, UFC is nowadays. MMA is being pushed way harder than boxing is nowadays. You know, the pay may be still may still be more for boxing, but MMA, these guys are way more famous than these fucking boxers. You know, let's be real. You remember in the WEC days When WEC fighters weren't as paid as UFC fighters But they were getting all the sponsors All the, you know All that shit, you know what I'm saying They was getting the, um The sponsors, the contrast For, you know, their fighters Were just household names more Because it was on regular TV So you didn't have to pay for a, paper, a pay-per-view to watch it you, uh, you didn't have to pay for uh, um you know, a subscription to like a fight pass to watch it or nothing. You can just turn on your TV, you can just watch it. I didn't even have cable at the time. I was living in a fucking weekly, you know what I'm saying? Like like an inefficiency, and whatever few channels that came with the TV I had in the damn room, I got WEC. I used to watch the fuck out that shit. And then when UFC bought them out, it, it brought the, you know, those fans over. You know what I'm saying? It brought those fans over to the UFC. And then the UFC started to put some of their shit on regular TV to build their fan, continue to build the fan base up. You know what I mean? Yeah, these boxers are getting paid more. These boxers are still famous and still good in their own right. But it's only in the boxing world. If you don't watch boxing, Carissa Shields is not on ESPN like that. You know who's on ESPN? Amanda Nunes is so even if you don't I know people who don't even watch MMA and they know who Amanda Nunes is because they've seen her on ESPN they've seen her on commercials you ain't seen Carissa Shields if you don't watch boxing especially female boxing you don't know who the fuck Clarissa Shields is there's that and that's real if you don't watch it you don't know who the fuck Clarissa Shields is she's pretty much a nobody to you you know what I'm saying that's real shit you know that's real shit so i think a lot of these boxers are calling out the mma fighters to the boxing cage so they can beat this guy get his big payday but i don't think, think they would beat them in the cage ever none of them i don't think there's one boxer that would beat up any mma fighter in the cage but because connor crossed over there i would like one of them to cross over this way and you know, the christian christian she was talking about she want to box Amanda Nunes and then, you know, they'll box one match and then she'll fight her one match in the cage. No, bitch, come to the cage first you the one that want to fight me. So you come to the cage first. Prove you'll come out here first. Because what's going to end up happening is you're going to box me in the ring. You're going to beat me up. There's going to be all kinds of excuses why you can't fight in the cage. You can't make way. You guys did. The doctor pulled out something. There's going to be all kinds of excuses why you can't come to the cage after you beat me in the damn boxing ring. Amanda Nunes is not a fucking striker. She is a grappler who learned how to strike as she did MMA. She's a jiu-jitsu artist that learned how to strike. A black belt that learned how to strike. While she was doing MMA, why in the fuck would she go to the boxing cage with a somebody who's been boxing their whole fucking lives and go in there and get her ass whooped? You saw how she was against the Iron Lady. I don't know how to say her name. I can't. Remember, I can't remember her full name anyway. But you know how she was against the Iron Lady. You seen that shit? And pieced up until she got you no know, took her down you know what I mean and then she worked her damn ground game on her and fucked her up you know yeah she has striking yeah she has good striking know the base Carissa Shields a boxer to death and Carissa Shields knows she'll box her to death that's why she wants to box first it'll be a build up to the fight while the fight is building up people will start to know who Carissa Shields and you don't know who she is I'm probably not even saying her name right because I didn't know who she was until she called out Amanda Nunes you don't know who she is. If she fights Amanda Nunes, you will know who she is. She will gain an ass load of followers. She will basically just gain all the fans that Amanda Nunes has. All the MMA fans who just love MMA will begin to know who she is and look into her. Then all of a sudden, YouTube is going to be booming with Clarissa Shield highlights, Christian Shield videos, and all kinds of shit like that. Not saying that it's not now, but it'll be all over your feed. If you if you subscribe to any MMA anything, you watch any MMA on your fucking phone on your YouTube, that shit will be all over your feed. This is is what's happening here. I hope Carissa Shields comes to the cage first and Amanda Nunez beat that ass and then does not go and box her. If y'all want to fight these MMA fighters so bad, then come to the cage. Stop trying to get them to come out there, you know what I'm saying? If I'm sitting... If 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 I'm sitting over here on the east side and you way over on, on the west side and you talking about you want to fight, you come out here in this fight. Don't try to call me to your hood to fight in your neighborhood where you safe at no, bitch. If you want to fight me, come to my hood. If not, leave me alone. i I'm not going to come to your neighborhood so I can get jumped on. If you want to fight me, come to my neighborhood. If you so big and bad, and you want to prove how big and bad you are, bring your big and bad ass down to my neighborhood, come to my doorstep, and whoop my ass. And then go back to your neighborhood. And then I'll come over there and try to get some get back on your doorstep. But if you want to prove how big and bad you are, come to my doorstep and whoop my ass. Don't call me out way out there where you feel comfortable at. You know what I'm saying? Give yourself an advantage. Because that, cause that just proves that you know you're not better than me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So why are we even here for it? I hope Amanda Nunes does not fight her. And if she does fight her, hope it's a super fight in the UFC octagon, not in the ring. If it is in the ring, as much as I love Amanda Nunes, I would not watch that fight. Nor will I support it. I would actually be a hater. I will start putting suggestive ass about why you shouldn't watch. The same way they say the Russians hacked the election, I'll hack the goddamn fight. I'll hack that shit. You know what I'm saying? I'll send UFC so many goddamn emails. The fuck you mean? You know? These boxers want to fight an MMA fighter? Come to MMA. If not, shut the fuck up and leave us alone over here. We're making money. We're whooping ass. People love this sport. No one likes boxing. Fuck boxing. Boxing is fucking boring. I'm sorry. Boxing is boring as fuck. I hate watching boxing. Kickboxing, awesome. Boxing is probably the only combat sport I do not watch. Except for bare knuckle boxing championships. That shit is awesome too. What the fuck? That shit is so brutal. But... I fucking hate boxing, man. I'm sorry. I fucking hate boxing. I feel like most of that shit is fixed in a goddamn way. Most of their records are padded if they get easy matches. You you know how boxing works. You've seen movies. Don't play with me. Just saying. I fucking hate boxing. I really do. You know. But boxing's a good form of striking and a half MMA, so... You know, <laughs> if you're going to do MMA, you should definitely train in boxing. Just don't be a boxer. That's how I feel. But anyhow, Mark Washington, 1986 at Gmail. Hit me up. This is a podcast created by the fans for the fans. You know, don't, don't you get tired of this? You know, don't you wish one day you listen to Joe Rogan's podcast and you're like, man, I wish I could get on there and give my opinion about this. because Or ask Joe this. Or don't you wish you could, you know, you see Brandon Shaw's podcast. Pause. Nobody watches Brandon's podcast moving along. Don't you wish when you see Michael Bisping, you hear them talking about stuff that you're interested in, you can hop on. The fans are the ones who build these podcasts up. We're the ones who give them our views. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying not to view them. I will never not watch a Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, and he's going to Spotify. Have you seen his new studio? That shit is fire. You know, but what I'm saying is these guys' podcasts are, are huge because of the fans. You know what I'm saying? The fans built these podcasts up. So this podcast is created by a fan for the fans. It's a podcast where we all can listen the same as we do with any other podcast. And except for hoping or or wishing, ah, I mean, we wish I could get on there and, and tell Joe this or tell Joe that or talk to different people, now you can. We all can, you know, we can take turns, we can have, it. I want to have multiple people at a time if it's possible and we can all just have the same podcast that the Joe Rogers and other guys have except for it it can be from an actual fan's point of view Not saying these guys aren't fans But they also promote these fighters This can be from a fan's point of view Cause this is what this podcast is for You know So hit me up Stop being scary You'll be okay We'll figure it out together I am The last sane human Alive